Elevators. Welcome to Elevate Your 8 Workshop Week. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and this week you get five days of me with the formerly known resume bootcamp podcast that I used to host on a separate thread. But it occurred to me that people weren't finding that podcast on its own. So my good buddy, Adam Shibley, I talk about him a lot on this show. He's been a great mentor and teacher for me in the podcasting sphere. He suggested that I create a workshop week with the resume bootcamp mini course. And so here we are. So you'll see a brand new episode of Elevate Your 8 every day this week. And I've combined the lesson from the podcast mini course with an interview on how the lesson can be applied to your current resume. And you will recognize the guest. Her name is Carolyn Newhausen. And she was in one of the hot seat sessions that we did back in October. I am super duper grateful to have had Carolyn help me out. And I think you'll really love the things that she's going to share about the individual resume lessons. You can also go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash mini course and download the free companion workbook that will help you through all the lessons right here at Elevate Your 8 Workshop Week. So without any further ado, let's do this. Welcome to Resume Bootcamp, a mini series that is part of the Elevate Your 8 family. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and through these next seven or eight mini episodes, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about the Elevate Your 8 philosophy from the eight hours you spend at work. The main reason I think people are workaholics or work ridiculous hours is because they are not happy with their career or their vocation. People work extra hours because they have a fear of not getting ahead. They feel the need to have prestige. They want to make extra money or they want to climb the ladder. But I'm willing to bet anybody out there that's working more than 40 hours a week is doing so by choice because they're not happy with what they're doing. When you're fully aligned in an organization and vocation that aligns with your personal values, that gives you joy and that is filled with people for whom you care about and who care about you, then the need to work more than 40 hours a week simply isn't there. And I want to help you find that vocation. I want to help you find that ideal job, that dream job, the vocation you're meant to do, the vocation that's going to bring you joy. And I want to do that through this mini-series. The key to getting a new job starts off with the resume. The resume is your calling card. The resume is the document that introduces yourself to potential employers, shows them what you can do, shows them where you've been, but most importantly, shows them what you can do for them. And that's why I think rebooting your resume is one of the most important things that you can do to jumpstart your job search. For today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about dusting off that old resume and getting it ready for a complete and total reboot. Hence, this is Resume Bootcamp. So the first thing that I want you to do is to find the current copy of your resume. Once again, I'm willing to bet that at least eight out of 10 of you are using a template from Microsoft Word or from a Mac template or a Canva template or some other online template that looks like everybody else's resume. No, 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 and no. 
First and foremost, you guys gotta know that using a template that looks like everybody else's resume is just going to get you pushed to the bottom of the pile because, what? You look like everybody else's resume. Second of all, it's not just about having a resume that looks like everybody else's, it's about having a resume that speaks differently than everybody else's. Employers don't wanna know where you've been, they wanna know what you can do for them, and a functional, skills-based resume is the best way to do that. Rolling with that same old format where your most recent job is all the way at the top and your oldest job is all the way at the bottom, and in between is a long laundry list of stuff that you do at each of those jobs in some kind of vernacular that someone may not understand because you're trying to get a different job in a field that's different from yours. Seriously, do I need to keep going here? I think y'all get the point. I want you to completely forget that that type of resume ever existed. We're going to take all of the needed information from that resume, extract it from there, and apply it to what I call a skills-based resume, or what some of you might know of as a functional resume. This is the document that's going to tell potential employers what you can do instead of just giving them a laundry list of the stuff that you used to do or currently do. And I will tell you, when you see a copy of this for yourself, you're going to be amazed because this type of, of document will really open potential employers' eyes and show them what you're able to give to them. Your homework for this episode of Resume Bootcamp is to grab your current resume and completely scour it. And I want you to write down every single individual task that you ever did at all of your jobs. For example, if somebody had been an administrative assistant for the past three years and their main tasks were answering phones, preparing minutes, preparing events, greeting people at the front desk, arranging the schedule for the director or the president or whoever, that person's gonna write all of those individual tasks down. Another really easy way to get to that is to look at the job that you're going to be writing about and do a time on task for yourself. So picture your day starting at 8 a.m., going through 5 p.m., or whatever your regular work hours are, and then write down every single thing that you did within the framework of that day. If you're in your current job, this is really easy to do because you can totally track as you go and make a list of things as you do them throughout the day. If you're thinking about previous jobs, then you'll sort of have to go back in your mind using your resume as a guideline, but you're going to pull every task and project that you utilized and put it on a piece of paper. So this is what we refer to as where have you been and what can you do? And so let's get working on that. Okay, everybody. So that was lesson one of workshop week, which is our resume workshop. And I'm really excited that we have a returning guest to sort of break down today's lesson with you all. So please say hi to Carolyn Newhausen. Carolyn, welcome back to Elevate Your Eight. Hi, it's so good to be back. I'm excited to dig in. Yeah, thanks. Well, when we last talked to Carolyn, we were doing a hot seat episode and we talked a lot about um, confidence and pursuing coaching as a vocation. And so Carolyn, kind of what have you been up to since you were on the show last? Yeah, um, good questions. I have been um, uh, writing a little bit of um, one of the big takeaways that um, you gave me in terms of kind of homework and accountability was to start writing like um 
just writing in general about confidence and my, um, my experience with it. And so I have been doing just kind of little snippets here and there when I find the time or the inspiration of uh, moments in which I feel like I've gained confidence and, and what's gotten me there. I love um, it. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm so proud of you for pursuing the writing. I think that's really amazing. And, you know, like we talked about in our, in our hot seat, it never, it's never struck me as you being somebody that lacked confidence. So I'm so glad that you're putting this all down on paper um, to put your lessons out into the world someday. That is super exciting. Okay. Lesson number one talks about scouring our resume and sort of getting ourselves a history of where you've been and what you can do. And like we talk about in the lesson, it's not about a laundry list of places you've worked. It's more like a gathering of everything that you can do for a potential employer. So Carolyn, when you pulled your resume out, sort of what did you discover as you did the scour and looked for the different sites, different types of tasks that you'd done in previous jobs? Yeah. So I think What's interesting is like, I feel like I haven't been like, there have, there are some jobs from, from years ago where I feel like time, like in a blink of an eye, I'm like, oh, but I was only there like a year or two ago. And really it was like five, six, right? seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, but, but why I bring that up is because it's so easy, I think, to um, time kind of plays these tricks on you. And so I think that even though a job was maybe only a year or two ago, unless you really dig into like the tasks you did, it's so easy to forget about, you know, the minute, the, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but like the minutia, like the, all of the kind of day in and day out stuff that you did that really helped push the needle, you know, move the needle forward or push the yes. ball to the field or whatever that, that uh, metaphor is. And so I, I think um, just really taking, and, and I like how you preface that like, this is going to take some time because it's true. I mean, I think I took like, ooh, like a good, at least 30 minutes, 45 minutes to really jog my memory in terms of like every task I performed in each job. Um, and so I think, so it was just really helpful to know that it was going to take time and then to actually kind of carve out the time to do it. The more that I would remember certain tasks I did at a job, it was kind of like an avalanche. It was like, oh yeah, like I remember that other task and that other thing I had to do with that job. But it's, unless you take that time to do it, um, you know, I, I think it's so easy to forget what you did in any job. And and if I, if I may, I just, I think it's important. It's one of the best pieces of advice I ever got um, um, when I was fairly new at CBS Interactive was uh, a boss of mine, Alex, told me, you know, knowing that most people have to do those annual reviews, you know, yes. when they come up, um, it's so easy by the time you get to your annual review time. And I would have colleagues who would stress about it. They'd be like, yes. oh my God, I, I don't know what to put in my annual review. And I've forgotten what I did. And Alex really prepped me early on in my career at CBS where he was like, um, you will, by the end of this year, have forgotten most of the, the feathers in your hat and the things that you did well. So when you do something well, have a document, yeah. write it down in the moment. And then by the time annual review time comes up, boom, it's all there for you. You just have to reformat it and there's no stressing and you haven't forgotten anything. So I, I love think that. I just wanted to share that with your, um, with your audience because it's been such a helpful thing for me to do no matter what a job I go to. Yeah. And that's actually a really great example of something we do in lesson five when we're talking about career highlights. Because I think sometimes if it's not a standout project or something that was very specifically delegated to us, like I give the example of this, um, this year one living learning community that I was tasked to build. And that like sits with me really 
really specifically, but when you think about sort of like you were saying, the day-to-day things that you forget about, but once you write them down and you put all of the stuff that goes with it, you, you build that, you make that cake, you build that bridge, whatever it is. Um, It's like, Oh, look at this amazing thing that I did. And if you're not thinking of it in terms of your specific contribution to that, company, that organization, that institution, it'd be really, it'd be really easy to forget. So yeah, I think that's a great idea for rolling up to your, your annual performance appraisal. That's clever. Super duper clever. Going back to the concept of a skills-based resume in terms of figuring out what you can do, as opposed to listing what you used to do. Did you have any sort of takeaways with, with thinking about that? Yeah, I think I think the biggest takeaway I have in in terms of what you just said and and re and reframing your resume in a skills based resume, I, I think it's so easy to to put together your resume in kind of like the old paradigm of like um, of it being me focused, like me me me, I'm all about I what I want, right? Which is important. Right. Like we we need you need to know where you want to go and like what's important to you and your value set. But anybody who's hiring for a job is looking for you to benefit their business. So it's other focused. And I think, um, one of the, one of the things that I think, I mean, I think like the main benefit and the main, I think really great thing about reframing something from a, from a, I've been here, this is what I've done quote unquote to Mm -hmm. here's how I can help you is like, it reminds me of, um, this passage I read in the, the lean, I think it was lean in by Cheryl Sandberg, where she talked about how um, she was in a position where she could hire people for, I think she was with Google or Facebook at the time. Okay. There was a gal who she knew through her professional network. And I, I get the sense that they were like friends or acquaintances, at least good acquaintances. And, and the gal wanted to kind of either make a lateral move or was willing to take a step down to move in another direction. And the reason why she got the job when she was talking to Cheryl is she really impressed Cheryl when she said, here's my skill set and here's what here's what I would like to do for your company. And here's how I think I can benefit. I would love to be of service in this way. And it knocked Cheryl's socks off because she was wow. like, wow, it's about how she's going to benefit the bottom line in the company instead of about being me focused, I want to go here in my career. This is the kind of position I want to have. It's, it was focused to the business. And I think that that is the strongest um, mindset shift from a, a, I've been here, this is what I've done to, this is a skill set that I think I really excel in and I got it at this position and here's how I can apply it to this next position I'm applying for. I really love that. And I love the notion of thinking about it in terms of showing the potential employer, here's, here's what I'll contribute. Here's how I can, like you were saying before, move the, move the needle. Um, I, and that, that's obviously, I guess my, the mindset that I thought in terms of putting this down, but I love the, the way you package that in terms of not you're not showing off you're you're adding value and you're showing exactly how you plan to add value to that corporation and here's the document that explains how i how i do this so yeah that's brilliant okay perfect so everybody that was a reflection on lesson one with carolyn and in our next workshop week episode we are going to talk about how we organize and synthesize all our different tasks into specific groups so stay tuned